of the geek for this 22nd of of uh july 2017 uh joining me as always dan miller hello hello tom mcgill myself oh. dave scotland and uh more recently spending a lot of time uh perusing some classic sci-fi and and fantasy and uh and just movies from a classic bygone age um and tonight we are stepping into the world of Flash Gordon, the classic 80s, uh, what can probably be termed as space opera, would we say, space given opera, that the, yeah. the soundtrack yeah. is so pivotal <laughs> to, the, uh, uh, to the identity of the film. So how are we in general, gentlemen, for another week? Pretty good, pretty good. We're coming to you uh, during the day, actually. This is our first... Uh, uh, day show. I don't think we've done a, a day show before, have we? Yeah, it's weird turning up to your place in the day. It's a bit like, weird. Hang on. Yeah. What's going on here? Which house is it? Hang on. Is this his house? Yeah. This, it'll be weirder when you go home and realise you've got <laughs> it's the all that extra time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, uh, your impressions of the great Flash Gordon. Mm. Um, and I guess we we tend to uh, have a before and after type yeah. um, impression. You, you saw it obviously in its first run. No, no. So we're taking it, if we're thinking about people who watched it a lot of times and people who even watched the old 1930s black and white things and then people who have never watched it at all, then I'm at that latter end. Mm-hmm. So I had, I watched it once in the mid 90s or something on, on German television and only because it had the soundtrack from Queen so I felt obliged to watch it and so okay right it's not there yeah. not the, 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 the soundtrack was is not their most famous album and in fact it's often quietly not mentioned mm. it's not a bad soundtrack but it's uh, it's not in the in the in the vein of all the Queen albums it's yeah. not necessarily part of their their, their oeuvre yeah. Uh, interesting. This is the the second, the first of two films that they made music for. Yeah. And and Highlander never got that Queen soundtrack to it. It's just there's a you know there's an album kind mm. of magic, which has features a lot of the songs from Highlander, but that album is never sold as the soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. You're whereas correct. this mm. album very much is. And I listened to, to the album again this morning in the car, mm. and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of scenes from the movie in there. And so I knew the album before I knew the film. So yeah, I, I wanted to, to see. So you, yeah, there yeah. is a chance that you may have heard more of the music before you even sort of. That is right. So I wanted to see what what all these excerpts are. There's a yes. wedding march in there, yeah. and there's people going, "Come, my Hawkman!" <laughs> so I thought, oh, and I, 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 Flash Gordon wasn't big. They showed Flash Gordon in German television, mm-hmm. but it's like like Doctor Who. Some things were really big in the English-speaking world, but not so big. And now, Flash Gordon was shown on German television, and I had friends at school in, in grade six that watched it, mm-hmm. and loved it. 
but I I, I never watched it. Mm. So the uh, I think on a previous show I once said that I used to watch Star Trek the original series with my dad, and he was a good fa- big fan of that. And I watched with him, and I th- always only only thought it was good when the Klingon battleships showed up, oh, yeah, which yeah. only happens in like two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the special effects of Flash Gordon were below what I was willing to watch at the mm. time, where you have you know black and white spaceships with with debris falling out the back. Mm. So no, I didn't never watch Flash Gordon. I watched the movie. Um, I was glad that I now know what the what the soundtrack was about, yeah. and I didn't watch it again until, until recently. Mm. Mm. It did, and do you think it aged? How do, how do you think it aged? I, I, because it has so many now well-known actors in it, that I was I was really glad to see you know the young, the young Timothy Dalton and 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 the young, uh, you know Brian Blessed. Yep. Yeah, and Max von Sydow, who apparently was never young. No, no, no. He's Max von Sydow. Sydow is already old in every. I've not ever seen him young. That's right. Yep. But uh, I, and think I remember as a as a teenager that that Onella Muti was a bit of a uh, easy on the eyes. Oh yes, definitely. She was. She was. She was quite because you know Italian and mm. so in Europe she was well known and and well well seen, well yeah. loved. Yeah, um, produced by Dino De Laurentiis, so there's a lot of Italian flavour, and yeah. and, he, and the whole crew that built the sets yes, was Italian. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was um, he was trying desperately to get an Italian, very famous Italian director. Okay. Sergio Leone. Uh, Leone was his second. Leone choice. was a choice. Yeah. Yeah, the first choice was someone even grander than than. Um, Oh, Federico Fellini. Ah, uh, Fellini. That's right. Because Fellini, in his younger years, when um, Mussolini was in charge, there was no comics. There was not supposed to be any comic books, and and Fellini worked on Flash Gordon comic strips mm. uh, in dark, dark um, rooms to, and hidden by the uh, uh, the fascist dictatorship. Yeah, right. Um, and it, came, it it got pretty close, but yeah, there's some trivia. There's some some goings on around this film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dan. Um, what was your uh, what was your impression before and after? You would have seen it when you were younger. Yeah, I saw it when I was younger. I think I've got this vague memory of like seeing it in a school gymnasium or something, oh, yeah. or rather on one yeah. of those film nights yeah. that the school would put on, and everybody turn up and there'd be popcorn and stuff <laughs> sitting and, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sitting on the floor in the cold gymnasium <laughs> or something or other. Yeah. Um, and then I've got um, other memories of seeing it, you know, on VHS. You know, well yeah. that was that was it for me because it came <clears throat> it came out around the time where VHS started to become um, the norm mm. in people's lounge rooms, mm. Mm. Um, where it became affordable in people's lounge rooms. There was there was, there was that early VHS um, mm. beta, mm. Um, and then when uh, or or video beta. And then when we went VHS, it became more affordable, mm. and then we started. It was around the same time, and that's also when I saw Krull, and it was all in that same sort of period. So I happened to this thing on loop, you know. It, it just went. We, it was played for <laughs> almost every day for six six. Oh, so you months. watched it a lot because because I only saw it I like two or three times in the mm. past, and it never made a big gigantic impression on me. Yeah. Um, and I think a bit like Tom, you know, I was like, even in like 1980, I was thinking. Mm, special effects on special effects. You know, yeah. particularly, you know, the Hawkman wings. Mm. Oh, like, good lord! What yeah. the? You know, <laughs> it, it felt very stagey, didn't it? It felt it felt live. It yeah. felt you like said, there was an was audience a, somewhere. You behind said it was an, or, you know, you said it was like a, an opera. I mm. think it's like a, you know, a pantomime or a play it or is, something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like <clears> a film. 
Yeah. And um, maybe that's direction. Um, I don't know what. But even when you look at a lot of the still images, when we go hunting for stills for the show, um, a lot of them are sort of... Uh, 45-degree angled people staring off. I know. You, you see on stage quite often, there's no camera play. You know, it's all front aligned. I thought a lot of... Well, I mean, maybe we should save that discussion for later, but after watching it a number of times for this, you know, and going through it in a bit of detail, you know, the cinematography is pretty good. You know, I'm looking here on um, IMDb and it's got mm-hmm. 6.5. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think... Well, okay, we'll save our sort of final impressions, but I don't know, there are a lot of good things. Maybe we'll do this a little bit more, more in detail a little bit later on. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you were saying, a lot of, um, you know, Dutch angle camera stuff yeah. and all of the sets are all vibrantly yeah. flashy. Well, the set um, design was done by the same guy that did um, um, a lot of the early Batman, 60s Batman stuff. All oh, right. Same stuff. Dutch angle, very... Yeah. Um, uh, very shiny, um, yeah, lots, yeah, lots of shiny, hyper glitter, yeah, yeah. gold, the, the, the really cinema- saturated, yeah, very saturated. The cinematographer for this film was uh, Gilbert Taylor, who was the, who was also who also did the cinematography for Star Wars. Oh, right. oh yes, and you yes, have read that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty mm. pretty impressive. Yeah, so he was he was good at getting the fantasy look. So, anyway, my impressions um, was that it didn't make much of an impression on me. I knew it was there and I knew that, you know, it was Queen, you know, and that Queen was cool and loved Queen and stuff. But for me, it was just one of those things, ultimately, video, Friday night, you go up and down the racks and there's like, oh, I haven't seen this one yet, let's do this one. Yeah. And we go and watch that one and then... Yeah, you weren't hanging out to see it. Um, I'll throw out a couple of figures. It was a $20 million budget, estimated. Um, It made about $27 U.S., um, if I jump over to uh, domestic gross, twenty-seven million. It had. Um, I'm not seeing anything listed on box, mo- uh, box office mojo for worldwide release, but I would have to say that worldwide release would almost be uh, a similar figure because I think it cross borders really well. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it cross borders fairly well. Um, so I would have to say it'd be much more. So it made a profit. Uh, it was pretty expensive for, for, <coughs> for a sci-fi didn't film. Didn't do as well as they had hoped. That's correct. At the yeah. time, because they had some big players in it, and, and they had planned for for sequels. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And De Laurentiis, um, he doesn't muck around. He's done some big films. He gave his Conan, and um, if you look at his, um, um, you look at his sort of list of productions: U five five seven one, Hannibal, um, Army of Darkness, Assassins, King Kong Lives. He did two King Kong films, um, Dune. Um, Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian, Halloween, Amityville. Like, his name's all over everything. Mm. Like, and, and we should probably do a show dedicated to Dino De Laurentiis mm-hmm. uh, because he's done some awesome stuff. Mm. We've, we've looked at Corman, we've looked at a couple of other mm. prolific filmmakers. Um, but he had some grand plans for this and I don't think it quite met. Uh, I think he had too much drama. For one, the main actor, that's not his voice in the film. In, in a lot of scenes, he was overdubbed he was because he got cranky at, with De Laurentiis and didn't and didn't come back for the um, for what, the ADR what main sessions. Actor? Not Flash, Flash. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd heard that rumor about that. I'd read that somewhere, but I didn't think it was. Didn't know it was. Flash. I think if there were intimate scenes, you're probably listening to his voice because it's quieter on set. But whenever there's uh, bigger scenes with a lot more people, you just literally have to ADR that stuff. Like, there's way too much going on. So he, he, he didn't turn the, up to the ADR. He didn't turn up to the ADR, right? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, there was okay. a falling Interesting. out. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Things like that probably let De Laurentiis down. I think he had a grander vision for what this thing was supposed to be. And the writer famously um, uh, complained uh, long after the fact that uh, De Laurentiis wanted to turn it into a comedy. And the script wasn't written as a comedy, so mm. he had to he had to retrofit comedy into the script. Mm. And he said it was one of his lifetime regrets. The writer mm. was one of his lifetime regrets is that he actually did it mm. when he should have yeah. said no, go mm. to hell. You know, mm. I, I, I can't. I mean, having just recently seen the film, I don't I don't see it as a comedy. It's there's, not shits and giggles. There's is some it? some slapstick in there. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. some funny um, little bits that they do. You know, little mm. funny jokey things mm. that they put in. But I don't think it's more of a. Oh, it's a little bit more campy and and yeah. and, and funny than say like Star Wars, mm. right? There's still funny bits in well, Star Wars, but they're very funny. Very like, mute. No, Flash, they Flash didn't play it funny. They she it didn't play it funny. Uh, the Doctor didn't play. It. There's no one. Oh, the that Doctor is so over the top. It's actually funny. Yeah. To- was it Tupol? Tupol. Yeah. Tupel, yeah. yeah. Doctor Zarkov. Yeah. Oh, he's over he's brilliant. He's, 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 he's brilliant at that. Well, that that is, isn't he? That if we move into the acting. Everybody was acting their pants off. Yeah. Yes. Zarkov, Brian Blessed can't do anything else but yeah. act his... <laughs> Hello there, people! Absolutely. And even the daughter, Ming's daughter, she was... She Tim- was Timothy Dalton has a knack for that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, Ming himself is being, you know, hyper evilly yeah. sedate, but hyper evil and mm. merciless. Now, stage actors cannot afford to act subtly. They need to be seen from yes. far away, yeah. and people who are from come from the stage have been trained to overact. Yeah. And I wonder if that is there's a is a correlation here. If there, there are people who have, and who perhaps ha- and sorry, go in, ahead. Yeah. No, I just think well, it, it creates a bit of a contrast because um, the Flash Gordon actor, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Yeah. Yep. He wasn't an actor, right? No, that's He's right. not Brian Blessed. That's right. right? Yeah, you did know? very little leading up and. After the fact, yeah, so he didn't do much at all. Yeah, so, but a lot of a lot of the actors in this are English actors, and I think the English English pathway to screen is through stage. Mm. Um, in America, not so much. Mm. Um, that you get plucked out of obscurity in, in in the states, and you can quite literally end up in film without ever doing anything on stage. Mm. But the best actors do come through stage. You mm. know, Leonard Nimoy and and um, and Shatner and um, people we call stars of the older period as mm. opposed to just actors um, th- they tend to have that stage credit and it's in their voice they narrate they, they end up narrating a bunch of stuff because and it's the same with the English actors mm. well this is chock-a-block full of English English actors it says down here that um, they were thinking of um, different actors instead of um, oh shit what's his name again? oh that's right Sam Jones well Sylvester uh, Schwarzenegger uh, Schwarzenegger was in the mix yeah yeah yeah, imagine this film with with Schwarzenegger as Flash Gordon that would have made it would have made a big difference it would have been awesome he would also not have had his final voice in the film that's right yeah yeah maybe maybe, um, Sam Jones might have done the ADR for uh, (laughs) Ronald Schwarzenegger well that was the problem that they didn't like his accent but where was Schwarzenegger in his acting career at in the 1980s Um, he'd already done he'd already done Conan already yeah because he was a bit wooden and a bit, he didn't. Yeah. He needed a bit of practice himself yeah. until he got into. Yeah, anyway, well, you can tell why Schwarzenegger would have been in the mix because him and De Laurentiis were tight <coughs> at by then. Yeah, um, there was. Uh, I think De Laurentiis also had something to do with Red Sonja as well, which was a mm. Schwarzenegger sort of almost cameo role with uh, Bridget Nielsen 
as the lead. And, and didn't they? Kurt Russell also was, yeah, was Kurt in the Russell. mix of, of, yeah. of, of actors being considered for Flash Gordon. For Flash Gordon, and yeah. Kurt Russell turned it down. So let's move into um, uh, what is essentially the meat and potatoes of the show, where we take a, a narrative journey through the film. So mm. massive spoiler alert if you haven't mm. seen the film. Um, where have you been? Um, but we're pretty much going to reveal the film on a on a scene by scene sort of basis. We're going to discuss the plot as we go and the little things we noticed and saw and and um, and our own sort of opinions and things like that. And we do it in a narrative. Uh, we do it in a linear from start to finish sort of method. And our uh, master of ceremonies for all things linear, uh, uh, all things narrative is is Dan. So if you want to kick us off, Dan, from uh, the opening credits. Um, Let's let's jump into this classic sci-fi piece. All right. Um, after having done a whole bunch of these, right, where we go through and we sort of discuss the story and discuss the narrative, um, I'm starting to f- see a few. Um, well, anyway, I'm starting to do comparisons in my mind. Yep. Um, we just did Forbidden Planet. Mm. Now, I thought that the Forbidden Planet was very small in its scope of story. Yes. They sort of go to the planet and there's some bit of history and a bit of talking and the monster turns up and yep. they fight the monster and then they, they kind of leave and they beat the monster. And But then on the other extreme was some other, you know, stuff that we've checked out that had these amazingly complicated... Um, yes. Like... Um, well, even know. Hawk. Hawk was pretty... Uh, yeah, Hawk, the Slayer. Eighth Dimension. Um, Buckaroo Banzai. Banzai. Just these yes. insanely complicated... You know, it's just like this lolly bag full of, like, you know, ideas. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> I got my this in the back of my mind. If we have a look at um, this and sort of compare it on that spectrum of complication yeah. of whether they're up the simple end or whether they're up the, the, the difficult end. All right, well, so... this has a different heritage. I mean, they could pluck from a strong history of Flash Gordon comic strips, TV shows, yeah. to fill this film with... With all its and that can be that can be a disadvantage sometimes where they, where they try to plug in too much exactly they want to do some fan service perhaps and well we've got to have the shark men we've got to have the hawk men we've got to have the yeah. badger men we've got to have everybody in there right. so yeah yeah it can work both ways all right so um, the the story starts off with um, uh, planet Earth with a target on it yes and, right? a, and a conversation happening and the conversation as is between. Uh, Ming the Merciless and his offsider. His number one goon. Yes. Colitis. Which is is like, yeah, Colitis. Who I thought was fantastic in this. Colitis is bloody brilliant. His his enunciation and (laughs) his delivery of lines is brilliant. I had to go and find out who he was and to see. And he's been in other films. And if you close your eyes, you can hear him in those other films. Peter Wingard is a a name. Yeah. It was not an unfamiliar name to me. But the, uh, the Earth. Yeah. Does it look good? Does it look real? <laughs> or does it look like a sprayed-on styrofoam terrible. ball? It looks like an old MGM. This uh, is 1980 yeah, that we're no, talking no, about. They should have. They, they, so did they do that on purpose as an homage to the old Flash Gordon shows? Maybe. So rottenly bad. Even the, even the graphic, so even the targeting done. graphic. Yeah, yeah even the, the targeting graphic. has to be done simple. on purpose. With its hyper-saturated red yeah. bits and yellow sort of over the top. It's like, oh, yeah. come on. Yeah, anyway. Um, and so essentially Ming is uh, bored. Ming's bored, yes. And he wants to know what he can uh, what he can do to uh, get rid of his boredom and Clytus offers up uh, yes. Earth. Clytus offers, offers up Earth. Yes. And yes, 
Yes, Kalitis has this um, amazing voice. He sounds like Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. So he's awesome. Um, and so... <clears throat> we don't going, see Kalitis' face. We don't see Kalitis, no. We just see Ming's evil hands with his evil gloves. A bit like, Even throughout know. the film, we don't get to see who Kalitis is under the mask. He's, True. he's in a gold mask. We, we see his mouth sort of, sort of yeah. moving underneath and his eyes. He's some sort of gold robot, yeah. sort of human with, cyborg. With, with human bits. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, they're going to, um, you know, I think what does Ming say? He says, you know, he wants to play with Earth before he annihilates it. Or That's something right. or other. So he's yeah. going to, uh, you know, he's going to have a bit of fun. And we see him pushing a series of... Uh, Holocaust esque uh, <laughs> buttons. That's right. They're oh, the volcano <laughs> button, and, the, and also his ring. Yeah, his ring right. is a remote control, so he can go wee 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 wee, and it makes the <laughs> buttons right. push on the that's right. on the thing. So and so the last button he hits is um, uh, fire rain or no, acid it's, it's rain. Was it hot hail? Hot hail. That's it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what they, and we cut well. to some uh, remote airstrip somewhere, which to me looks like it's in Scotland somewhere. Now, as we find out later, this is where um, Flash Gordon has gone on vacation. Uh huh. And it's like it's like it's like Bonnie Doon from it, it, like it does. It's <laughs> Bonnie the Castle is like going to Bonnie Doon, and it's just it's like this paddock with you know, yeah, I've a shed. Um, a Mel Gibson to ride past in, in half his face blue. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's in the middle of nowhere. So um, who's who's he been hanging out with? Um. The night before, apparently, he bumped into our female um, or, or co-star for the film. Right. And her name is Dale Arden. Yes. Played by <clears throat> Melody Anderson. And um, he's sitting in the car waiting for the plane to turn up. That's right. And she turns up in the shuttle from the hotel the yep. night before, which apparently was there were scenes shot that we didn't get to ah. see mm. um, of this interaction that happened the night before. That would have been good because... It didn't end well, apparently. Oh, well, that would have been like good. he cracked if, onto her and he was too smooth, for too cool for school. That would have been good because when we get to the scene where they're interacting inside yeah. the aeroplane, yeah. you know... What does Dale say to him? Dale says, you know, talk to me, Flash, I'm really scared. And yeah. and he says, um, uh, I've been watching you. Just <laughs> yeah. what? Exactly. Yeah, so I was watching you when you were alone. I saw you in the hotel, you were alone, and I was watching you. It's like, Dale's like, oh, okay. Clever, clever in a confined space for three hours, and yeah. I can't go anywhere. Um, but who's the other person that he's been hanging out with at the airport? Hagrid been hanging out with Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane <laughs> was loading the bags on the plane. Yes. Uh, I think his first uh, movie role. Yes. Uh, uh, not really a role. He was an extra <laughs> in the background. Stand in the doorway and then shut a plane door. And, <laughs> and he stands and watches the plane take <laughs> off. Uh, but yes, the claim to fame for uh, Robbie Coltrane. All right. So the plane takes off and then they're, they're, they're flying and they, they, they talk to the pilots who already know who Flash Gordon is and they want to get him to... Anyway, Dale's a bit, bit, a bit afraid of flying mm-hmm. and... Um, and then we see um, red clouds. The yeah, red start clouds to form. That's right. Start to form. Um, uh, and then there's there's so when the red clouds form, we also hear Ming the Merciless echoing through the see atmosphere his, see somehow. His face. Yeah, yeah. We when also the see his face get, in the cloud. Uh, get abducted out of the front windows of the plane. Uh, yeah, we yeah. see his face. That's right. Um, there's also a little um, cut there where we go and meet two of our other 
characters. Yes. Two of the other important characters. Well, one of the other important characters, and that's Hans Hans Zarkov. And he's offside uh, Porkins from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Han Solo Zarkov or Zark Solo or something. Right? I, I knew I'd seen him. I knew I knew the other guy, but it wasn't <clears throat> until I was looking for images that I realised that he's Porkins. Oh, he is right. actually. Yeah, he's is the he? guy that... that oh, I didn't realise that. In either. the Y-Wing that <laughs> cops it in the first Star Wars... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Everything's connected, man. Lots of it's all several connected. Star Wars people in this yeah. film. Yeah. Who was the other Star Wars person? Uh the the Lobot? He's in there. So. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's also <laughs> it's also got evil Jawas in, it's in got, there. Um Kenny Baker? Ah, uh, Kenny Baker's in there. He's in here, lots of dwarves in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's probably only a certain number of dwarves to go around. Yeah. yeah. So in the in, the in the entertainment industry in England, yeah, they're all Part of the same agency. So the red clouds are coming down, and um, then we cut to Han Zarkov. Now Han Zarkov's running around like a madman. There's the hot hail, or yep. also. So what's the problem that they've got? The, the the moon has shifted orbit, which twelve is, degrees yes, apparently. Yeah, twelve <laughs> degrees, <laughs> which was the signal. Yes, uh, because he'd yeah. been doing research leading up to this, and he, he got had fired for it. He got yeah. He Laughed knew that something was going on. Yes, that's he knew right. something was happening. Yes, so he was a NASA scientist, mm. you know, and I don't... How did he know? I don't know. What I happened. got a feeling there was a compression of time. When we were seeing Ming with the earthquakes and whatever, it wasn't all happening in five minutes. I think it was happening over a series of weeks or days and or whatever. And he was putting it together. And he and was putting the earthquakes with something and this and that, and then it, and that's why he was looking to see what the moon was doing. Well, there has to have been some sort of compression of time because what is Hans planning to do? Uh, it, Will yeah, take he, off in a rocket ship. He had to build the rocket ship. <laughs> he got yes, fired right. from NASA. He took one with him. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he somehow took a rocket with him. <laughs> in a perfect purpose-built uh, auditorium, yeah. uh, sort of a, a planetarium. Yeah, with yeah. A perfect <clears throat> silo-shaped thing. Um, yes. So um, this is how we're happening while, um, uh, or this happens. We see this uh, uh, between his assistant and, and him uh, running around frantically while. Um, before the pilots go missing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then we cut back to the plane. Yep. And then we see Ming's Ming's face in the clouds. Yep. <laughs> and then the pilots go missing. Yeah. And somehow. just so happens, Flash has been recently um, trained as a pilot. That's right. He's been doing lessons. That's right. He's never been taught how to land, though. So um, they, um, so Dale and Flash jump into the plane, and the plane's going to crash. Yeah. Now, where does it crash? It crashes into Hans Zarkov. Yes. <laughs> it takes out Porkins. On, it lands on, on Porkins. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is actually a more important piece of the movie than it sounds because this is good practice that will come in handy later. Yeah. Speaking of comedy, that's probably one of the funniest scenes where the fat guy says, nah, I'm out. You're a madman, I'm out. And yeah. he pulls the gun out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chasing you around with a gun. He's running through this, uh, what looks like some sort of internal garden, greenhouse type <laughs> yeah. thing. And he runs out the door and then runs back in the, <laughs> in door, the door. And he's like, I knew it, you're not a coward. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the plane comes <laughs> crashing through and squashes him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so... Um, that's Flash Gordon's thing. He, when, he, when he flies big things, he always kills somebody. He kills someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that's I was saying. His, <laughs> he's not very good at landing. Exact. Yeah, that's it. That's, it's his trick, his shtick. <laughs> yeah, all right then. So um, what happens next? Um, well, they land, they crash land, and then they ask Zarkov, who has concealed the fact he's got a gun behind his back. Yes. Um, they ask Zarkov to use his telephone. 
Well, Zarkov says that you're going to need a telephone, aren't you? I've got this big-ass big yeah. phone booth back there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> big cylinder of a phone booth. Yes, in, in my rocket phone booth. Um, because why does Zarkov need to get them into the rocket phone? <laughs> because of the daftest construction of any spaceship. <laughs> There's a built-in dead man switch that somebody's yeah. got to push the foot on. Yeah, and it's so far it away that off. it's away from this ignition button, so he can't do it with one person. So he needs somebody to put their foot on a red pedal on the on the floor. Now, why why he doesn't get a brick? <laughs> so he goes to put the brick on the yeah. pedal, I don't well, know. Why does he have a pedal in the first place? But he decides he's going to uh, kidnap yep. these two people. So and, they, um, he, they go in to make the phone call and then Zarkov uh, locks the door behind them, holds a, the gun. There's a good line there where, where she says, that's that's Hans Zarkov. He's a crazy scientist from NASA. And then you know, Hans has got the gun and says, get into the spaceship. And then, then Flash's line is, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was, there's a lot of that with, with his delivery as well. Like, Okay, so Zarkov then says, you know, I only need the light one, so the woman stays. Yeah. Flash, get out of the spaceship, yeah. you know. And, and then, she's just about to leave. Right. He plays the hero card, yep. tries to take the gun, yep. fight ensues, and get, he gets knocked out. Who gets knocked out? Flash. Flash kind of gets knocked out, conked on the head. Yep. Yeah. But, um, but ignition has already been started. And exactly how does that happen? That's what he hits his head on. No, no, it's how Zarkov bangs oh, Zarkov's head into the ignition button for the rocket. That's right. All so right. countdown starts, and then Hans says, "Strap yourself in, or you'll be torn to pieces." And push the push the special dead man. Yeah, yeah. Foot pedal. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, they um, blast off into space. Yep. Um, and then there's a little sort of a scene. This is a sort of a a connection uh, bit of the story where they're. Um, adrift in space. Yep. And um, now we know that uh, Flash has already been creeping on on Dale Arden. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that dreamy state when they're after the the rocket, they sort of because they're hands, all unconscious. They're all unconscious, but they but not unconscious enough to not hold each other. That's hands. right. They mm-hmm. show a little connection moment, there. and they're yeah they're getting a little bit of a connection. Some happening. pretty cool um, visual effects, all shot mm. with paint in uh, water tanks. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is a which is a mainstay for the whole film. It's it's the way, I guess, uh, De Laurentiis or the director chose to show space. And um, and and it's a very stylistic space it because does similar stuff in Dune. Yeah, it feels yeah. like there's a um, there's a fluid, liquid type atmosphere, very psychedelic colours and things Ether. like that. And this is the first time we see it is when they're mm-hmm. approaching um, and flying through it. And what do they refer to it as in the movie? Oh, I can't remember. It's the Imperial Vortex. Ah, that's right. Is that the spirally thing that they fly through? Yes, because yes. yeah. they're being tracked. So I, I think this is this is what uh, Ming flies around space in in this this watery blob of yeah. space clouds. Because the guy the, the, <coughs> the guys doing the tracking, the guys with the things on. Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere, and I might be wrong. I read, but the guy that gets it ripped off later in the film is the same guy that had the the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah in Lobot, Star Wars, yeah. same guy. Yes, he's the same guy doing the same role. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Essentially much. doing the same role. Yeah. They're the human internet. Yes, on uh, Ming's internet. So they crash land. Yes, they crash land on Ming's on, home world. On Ming's home world. So, <clears throat> what happens next is um, they're confronted by a bunch of guards. Yeah, and and Flash wants to make friendly. 
Yes, because he's a friendly guy. Just get behind me, leave this to me. Yep. And I'll, I'll shake hands. I'll extend the hand of friendship. So what type of guards have we, have they got? Because these turn up uh, again. I, I classed a couple of them as there's gold samurai robots, mm. right? <laughs> there's there's the red pig face, the, uh, snouty ones. Yeah, yeah, the Jawas. They're, there's, they're <laughs> these sort of red. Snout Jawas. Yeah. And whenever you kill them, they leave. They have this pathetic squeal. Yeah. That they, they go, <laughs> and there's always smoke involved. It's like they're burning on the inside. Yeah. Anyway, and he also has a gun that shoots out a With, hand. Has a hand. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's got the, the back end of it looks like a gun. The front end is a hand. <laughs> yeah. And um and shoots when it hand, when Flash puts his hand out to shake the hand, this this gold <laughs> hand gets fired at him, and another gold hand. Does a judo throw with him? Gets <laughs> the hand. Oh, and right. then he's held on the ground by the neck of the uh, the handgun. So. They're all captured. So they're prisoners, yes. Yes, they're prisoners. And um, where do they get taken? To the reception. There's a there's a um, imperial... Tribute-paying yes. convention. Yes, there's a grand reception be, going on. There just happens to be a big thing going on. With all of the people from the old classic series. They've managed mm-hmm. to get them into one scene. Yeah. Right yeah. at the very start of the film. In fact, on those v- v- VHS tapes there... One of the episodes is captured by shark men. Okay. So they didn't have the shark men there. And I sort of, you know, was been thinking to myself, imagine that they went with the shark men rather than the hawk men. They might have had an easier time on the special effects. <laughs> they had to do everything underwater. <laughs> well, maybe that would have been more difficult. But anyway, okay, so there's a, it's a tribute ceremony, right? Yep. Where um, all of the people who, you know, all of these different sort of civilizations that live in the imperial vortex somehow. There's Ardentians, um, there's Phrygians, the Aborians, the Aborians, Aborians, there's the Hawkmen, the Sand Moon Girls. <laughs> sand Moon Girls? Mm, Where are the Shark Men? <laughs> there's no Shark Men in IMDb, so they might not have got a jersey for the. Uh, yeah, maybe he wiped them out, you know. Yep. Uh, while ago the 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 guy who falls on his sword what's his name his word name is um Ooh. he it prints something or other prince, prince ardentia no it's thune no it's thumb. prince it's prince ardentia you sure played by george harris yes no no i think it's prince thune from ardentia Oh, no, yes, it could be Thune. He's, George Harris uh, is the Prince of Ardentia. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm going with that is I think that I read, and I'm not, as I said at the start, I'm not a Flash Gordon Wikipedia kind of person, but I thought that I read that he, his name is originally the leader of the Sharkmen. Oh, And they right. didn't use the Sharkmen, but they used that name of the, that character to pay homage as, as the, Very the leader good. of the Ardentian, Ardentians. Mm-hmm. Very good, I approve. Cool. So, turns out that Brian Blessed from the Hawkmen is just about to give um, the Ice Jewel from Phrygia to Ming yes. as their tribute present for that week or whatever it is that they have to do. An inverse Baron. Yes. From, baron. Uh, baron from the moon of... Aboria. 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 The forest moon of yeah, Aboria. Yeah, like he's like a space elf from... <laughs> slash Robin Hood. <laughs> slash Robin Hood from the, yes, from the forest moon of Aboria. Who is complaining that it was, you stole it from us and we got it from the moon of uh, uh, Phrygia. Yeah, yeah. So they have a bit of a fight and then... A standoff. And then Cletus, the robot, says, Oi, stop fighting. If you spill any blood, I'll kill you all. We will all... No one dies in the presence of Ming without specific 
permission. Yeah, from, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And then the the big scene where the the, the memorable scene yeah. is when they, you know, they ask Prince Thune or whatever it is, what have you got? And um, what has he got, Tom? He's got nothing but his loyalty. <laughs> Which Ming prizes above nothing else. (laughs) And wants him to prove it. Yeah, as he would. And uh, so, yes, asking him to prove his loyalty by stabbing himself in the stomach. Full on his sword. Full on his sword. And And uh, he seizes this opportunity to pull his sword out and try to take out Ming. Yeah, tries to stab old Ming. But then he ran into the ring of Ming. (laughs) The ring of Ming. Ming's faster on the ring. Yes. Which throws him solid. Ming's ring thing. Yes, and then the <laughs> then what happens after? What happens after that? Well, Ming takes the sword, pries his fingers off the sword, takes the sword, stabs him, and reveals that his blood's blue, green. Was yeah, it, uh, yeah, some weird color. But kills him in front of everyone. So yeah. yes, the rather merciless Ming then just proceeds to stab him in the stomach with a giant sword, which is like, ooh, okay. <laughs> and uh, all of this then. Um, Causes Flash Gordon to say to Dale, "This guy's a psycho." Yeah. Which the uh, the robot, floating head robot, repeats over here. Is this repeats? Yeah, he dobs him in and dobs him in, and yeah, everyone yeah. everyone hears the statements. Who says that? Bring that person forward. <laughs> he brings that person forward. And we see a really bizarre sort of uh, um, uh, moment where Ming is using the ring to yes. um, fondle. <laughs> from afar, <laughs> uh, uh, telly fondle, uh, yeah, remote fondling of of Dale. It's his um, telly fiddler ring <laughs> with his with his ring. <laughs> yeah, so he casts some sort of magic ring ray on uh, Dale, who proceeds to do some sort of, sort of happy dance, <laughs> space dance, <laughs> and um, but Ming is impressed. Mm. She, he's impressed with her space dance and her reaction to the ring. Um, and asks, I think the line is, remove the Earth Woman for our pleasure. Yes. Okay. And Flash has got a problem with that. Yes. In fact, his line is, and I wrote it here, forget it, Ming, Dale's with me. <laughs> like you've got all the bargaining power in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens? Um, there is an impromptu game of football. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with gold robots and some kind uh, of green things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's our first um, Queen rock yes. action yes, rock ballad music. thing going on. Um, because, of, of course, Flash is um, famous on Earth because he's a football player. Mm. He's a quarterback. Yeah. And, um, the and New so, York Jets. Yeah, the Jets. And... He proceeds to play a game of football with the guards, uh, and much to the delight of many of the onlookers, like the Hawkmen, mm. and and um, everyone was sort of Gains getting everyone's into respect, cheering, and um, and is uh, on Team Flash almost immediately, mm. and it's mainly because we're we we're anti Ming, so mm-hmm. we like Team Flash. I think even Ming says to to uh, Cletus the robot, he says like. Are our guards on the right pills? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's strategy going on between Ming and all of a sudden Ming becomes a, a football manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, wait, wait, wait. Huddle, huddle, guards huddle, on the huddle. right-hand side to get the <laughs> yeah. flanks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're dancing around and everything's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. And it all comes to a conclusion 
when Zarkov decides, hey, yes. I'm going to get a piece of this. Yeah, and Flash is throwing it, to, <laughs> throwing it off to the side and then throws it back. He throws it and pegs it at somebody's head and knocks one out and blah, blah, blah. And Zarkov pegs it back and knocks Flash out. Yes. And so, he gets taken away. Yes, Dark Zarkov takes uh, takes Flash out. Yep. Okay, so what's the, the end result? So Ming's, Ming's had enough. He says, all right, fuck. Yep. Fuck, party's over. Yep. Right, we're going to wrap this up. And he has... Take, uh, the, take the professor for reprogramming. Yep. Take the girl to be prepared for our pleasures and yes. execute Flash. Yes. Sorted. All right. So that's where we, we are after after that. The next little uh, story beat I've got is um, Dungeons and Dales and Death. <laughs> and the spiky square helmet of, of doom. So he's in a dungeon yep. and uh, he's got his shirt off and he's got his hot pants on. And he's got a uh, spiky helmet on for some reason. And the director of the film got together with Ming mm-hmm. and decided we need more exposition. So they allowed Dale to go to the dungeon. That's right. In and fact, talk Cle- to Flash. In, in, in fact, you know, um, I think the line is that Gordon says, um, Cletus, because Cletus, the robot's there, and he says, Cletus, I want to see Dale. And he says, you know. Then he says, then Cletus says, well, I kind of thought you'd want to do that, so I just happened to bring her with me. <laughs> bring in the girl! <laughs> Once again, you've got no bargaining power, but you get exactly what you want. <laughs> and then his next line is, because he's got this big fat helmet on with his spikes all over it, he's like, I wanted to see Dale! And then he's like, wee, 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 wee. Oh. And they and that disappears. disappears. <laughs> and they have, but uh, they only have enough time to talk to one another as the uh, the sands of the hourglass, which happens to go up instead of down. Yes, because space. Because yeah. space. space, yes. And uh, what do they talk about? Not a lot. <laughs> no, it's they, not t- a lot. they say, oh, it's such a bad dream. It's yeah. like a bad dream. Yeah. Says, if it was a dream, we might wake up and sleep. They could have yeah. planned something. They could have got yeah. together on something and maybe made some kind of plan to escape, but they didn't. They didn't. So, next scene is the execution. Yes. Now, Ming the Merciless, who has just stabbed somebody in the stomach in front of everybody, plans on executing uh, Flash using... Painless. Painless gas. Painless gas. Wouldn't he be like, you know... Well, the real punishment is he's, he has to die in his undies. In front <laughs> Sil- of everyone. In silver undies. Yeah. Yes, the ultimate the humiliation. Glass- gas dome that only works when you're in your undies. Yeah. Well, anyway, for some reason he decides this humane death is the thing to do. So they uh, they take Dale in his undies. Um, no, they take uh, Flash in his undies. Meanwhile, Dale's all dressed up as a... Yep. Uh, getting into a princess concubine. kit. Concubine. Yeah, concubine, getting ready to be conked. And uh, sitting down in the execution chair. And then mysteriously... A person with a big injection gun goes up and mm. injects yep. stuff into into Flash, which apparently is what you do before you... I don't know quite why. Makes it, it even less painless. It wasn't... Makes it even less painless. It didn't it rouse seem suspicion. like Ming the Merciless anymore. He's just mm. like Ming the Painless. Yeah. Ming the... In the original script, he wasn't Ming the Merciless until he um, executed Flash. And Dale says, oh, you're merciless. I like that. And he that. goes, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a ring to it. Here I was, Ming the Euthanasist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 fuck that. We're going to change it. Let's go with the Merciless thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, injects him with some... 
stuff. Some stuff, which doesn't rouse suspicion. So it must have been part of the... Because it's, they're it's, in a glass chamber and everyone's looking. Yes. It's, I don't know. This is part of the normal operating so that, procedure, so I suppose. Um, then the gas starts to fill the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, we very passive, not a lot of fighting or whatever. Um, and then the doctor goes in and um, declares him dead. Right. And our next scene is in the, what I imagine is the mortuary, the mm. space mortuary yep. with uh, gold panelling on the walls and, and they've spared no everywhere. expense. Yeah, on his coffin and uh, yes, he has a and the plaque. Con- yes, he has a which marble absolutely perfectly matches the t-shirt and the uh, and, <laughs> and the memorabilia you can get for the film. Yes, yes. What's this guy's name anyway? <laughs> well, we've got all his clothes that we've taken off. We'll just write whatever we find on his clothes on his on his thing. Here. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> we now have the uh, the reverse Prince Charming um, deal because Prince Charming is in the coffin, and it's the princess. Ah, uh, yes. He's going to give him the kiss of life. Bring him back to life. Yes. So, Mister Drugman with the um, with the injector mm-hmm. comes and injects him again. Yep. And this is where we meet um, Princess Ming's, Ming's daughter. Ming's, yeah, Ming's daughter. We've Princess. we've seen her glancing. Views of her in mm-hmm. the opening reception, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. she is undressing Flash with her eyes. Oh yes, as she walks around with her pet uh, little person. Yes, who is actually called Fellini. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. to to pay homage yeah. to the director they didn't get. <laughs> That's a fa- fairly famous actor too, Deep Roy, who mm-hmm. is in a lot of films. Uh, most in most famously in the Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory, has every single lumpa lumpa that runs around <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, and in, I think he was one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't. He's he's another one of those people that not one of the pops up every now and hobbits, then. But when they do small hobbits next to big people, mm-hmm. he was oh, one right, of the right, right. one of the stand-in sort of size difference shots. Special stuff. effect hobbit. Yep. All right. So um, he's he's we we talked about him in Into Darkness as well. It, it, Star Trek Beyond. He's he's got his little uh, acid oh, spitting. I didn't even know that uh, minion. He's got his alien friend. There's a weird shot in um, in one of the Transformers movies, the one with the pyramids, and they're driving through the desert in their Camaros and stuff like that, and they get to some outpost with a gate across the road, even though there's no fence, nothing. And um, the guards all pull out their weapons, they're all pointing them at the thing, and um, and he sticks his head out of, right. the, out of the thing, and he, I think he makes some reference to uh, America, yeah, go! It opens the thing and it drives through. But yeah, he pops up in film all over the place. Um, so yes, she, um, <clears throat> the, Ming's daughter is... Um, Princess the, Aura. Yes, she's um, she's trying to save Flash or... or she just likes him. Yeah. She just reckons she's... She's got Have her way. Yes, that's, yeah, she's just turned on. So she... Uh, Brings him out of the coffin and um, and um, proceeds to not watch him while he uh, he changes his clothes. Then we bust out of there and she's got a new uniform for him and he's, he's all dressed up in some different clobber. Um, and then they go past, as they, they're trying to escape, they go past a window and they see in the window... <laughs> And Zarkov, who's been strapped to a bench yes. with the with the biggest laser pointing at his brain, <laughs> laser, yeah, <laughs> being interrogated by um, <laughs> pointing at his brain. by Ming himself. Yes, yeah. And actually, this is really important because um, what do um, what does Ming say? Hmm. It's a Ming confession. In fact, a little bit of exposition. 
And Ming comes in and says, <sighs> oh, while I'm here, I'll uh, just right. tell you all my plans. How he destroys worlds and how he tests them. That's right. Whether they, they see the hand of Ming in all their bad weather. That's right. So he says that every a thousand years, um, he, he likes to test a planet and he sends volcanoes and mm. hot hail and all sorts of different things. And if these people recognise that it's Ming the Merciless who is doing it, he kills them. Okay. If it, they don't recognise, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. Now, they did recognise because we saw Ming in the clouds. <laughs> is that what we're talking about here? Because Well, we did, yeah. Because otherwise, Zarkov wouldn't have a <clears throat> countdown clock. Yeah, Zarkov recognised that there's some alien yep. force. It's not just natural disaster. And yep. Zarkov launched his rocket ship and that yep. so, was so I guess it's his way. It's, it's Ming's way of saying um, if they're technologically advanced enough to recognise my hand in what's going on, then... They might be a threat. threat. Yes, so he, he kills them. Yeah. All right, but he was also trying to rub it in a bit. So, yeah. you know, Zarkov says, so it's me that caused, you know, the earth to be destroyed. And Ming's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> All right, so. Um, like a good uh, villain, too, leaves the room and lets somebody else do the uh, uh, do the deed. Yes, yes. Once so, he's dropped the plot. So what are they going to do with him? They got the big laser. They're going to reprogram him. They, they, right. they want to use his brain and and they're going to empty a, his mind and build him back up as a secret agent. And I like the line where he said, "They're going to empty your mind." And he says, "Don't don't do that. I've spent fifty years trying to fill it up." <laughs> anyway, they're going to reprogram him to level three, mm. but, but only level three. Yes, and then General Carlo immediately says. Put the laser beam on level six. <laughs> but but Clytus said, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yes. So uh, we see the laser beam hit him in the head and then end scene. And we cut to Flash. No, no, no wait, but, but before that, we have this kind of reverse montage as all of his mm. brain ah, starts yes, to get yes, emptied. Right. Yeah, up on the screen. And some of the things that I like, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's like you see him, you know, Karkov chasing this guy, the, the what's his name? Yeah, Porkins around the, the, the thing with the gun. And, and then Dale and what's her name getting in the thing and there's all these isolated small time frame stuff. And then in amongst it is the Beatles and, and uh, you know, New York. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's chasing, chasing his wife around and his wife dies in a pool or something or other. Right. And then there's like um, Second World War and then you see, you know, Gestapo, Hitler, people marching around, and you see Clytus say, Oh, that guy's got promise. Yeah. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, okay, so then his brain gets emptied. All right. So um, the next story beat that I've got is um, this kind of mid part of the movie where I, um, I called it um, Sex and Drugs and Setups. Uh huh. So we've got, um, first of all, we've got Flash inside a aeroplane, yep. inside a spaceship, I mean, yep. with um, Princess Aura. Yep. She's uh, absconding with, with Flash and yeah, um, unbeknownst yes. to... That's right, they're going off to their pleasure moon or yeah, whatever it is. All secret, sneaky, sneaky stuff. Yes, and she's got her hands all over him and yeah. she's like, you know... <laughs> 
What are some of the double entendre things from the other movies? <laughs> trying to think, I can't think. And meanwhile, she's and in that scene, she's also teaching him how to fly a shuttle. Yes, yes, and and, and how to remote telepath. That's right. As well. That's yeah. right. And the, tap the into telepath uh, other people's brains. phone. Yeah, yeah. Which he does, and he talks to uh, Dale. He gives Dale a call because Dale yeah. thinks that um, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. right? Now, just before that that happens, um, Dale's in the like the harem full of all of the other princesses, mm. and they bring her for some reason special they, potion. They bring her special potion, they which take is pity on her. Which is yeah, they take pity on her and say, "Drink her. this; it'll make you <coughs> feel less violated, less capable." That's right. Less, less capable, and less. Anyway, it, it's it's essentially some drugs that they've got for her. Mm. Uh, and I noted down here that the drugs are, they came from the Pleasure Galaxy. Mm. Yeah, Pleasure Galaxy. Uh, I didn't know they had one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an infinite universe. They gotta have a Pleasure Galaxy <laughs> somewhere. There's gonna be one. So I'd like like to kind of go to the Pleasure Galaxy. I mean. See what they got going on there. See what they got going on there. Probably roller coasters, maybe. I don't know. It's probably all very grotty and shifty characters <laughs> and sticky floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, been misnamed. You're not going to like it. It's like it. this rundown <laughs> Disney world. It's like people in suits that don't really care anymore. <laughs> Happy, it's the pleasure of the galaxy. Kill us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all the drugs as well. All right, so... Um, yeah, they get on the telepathophone and they, they, they send a message to to Dale. Um, um, and then um, more drugs come in for Dale. And this is an important plot point. That's right. She does the switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gives the drugs to the, the servant. The servant, Princess Harem chick, mm. who immediately, you know, takes them and conks out. Yep. And this means that um, when Ming arrives. Um, we see princess legs on the bed mm-hmm. and, you know, Ming's feeling a bit, he's feeling a bit rapey. Yep. Right? Yep. And so he comes in and gets a bit handy, but, ah, shit, it's not the right princess. Yep. All right. And it turns out that Dale has escaped. Yes. And she has a laser gun. Yep. Because she... And cartwheels. And cartwheels. She's got cartwheels and, and laser gun. She that was kicks ass, yeah. Yes. I thought it was fucking yep. fantastic. So she's got a laser gun <coughs> with... High heel shoes dangling. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Slip those back on later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she might need those later. I think at one point she puts the high heel shoes down, does a <laughs> does a cartwheel with the laser gun, lands it, perfect, uh, t- perfect ten landing, and then shoots the uh, the, the squealer bot in the, the face. The squealer bot like, and dies. Yeah. All right. Um. So she's not exactly a damsel. Yeah, she's 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 a she kicks yeah, a bit of butt. She can kick butt when she needs to. She's yeah. a New York City girl. That's, yeah, right. that's right, New York City girl. She knows how to cartwheel and shoot laser beams. Mm-hmm. All right, so but they've got her. They've got her on the the, the radar scopes, mm-hmm. and they're going to send Agent Zarkov. That's to right. go and capture her. That's right. They activate Agent, Agent Zarkov, Zarkov, right? Who's now looking very wooden. Yep. Um, and is spouting all of the right propaganda. Mm. Um. Okay, so um, there's there's a lot of things going on right at the moment. It's, it's concurrent sort of storylines. Like a bunch of storylines. Yeah. So, well, Flash gets taken to um, the uh, princess uh, Arboria? Uh, Arboria to Arboria by the princess because the boyfriend, the princess's boyfriend, um, is the prince of Arboria. 
That's That's right. Timothy Dalton. Mm -hmm. Played by Timothy Dalton. And her plan is to have Flash hide out there with the boyfriend. Yes. Ridiculous plan. (laughs) Um, She she didn't think it through at all. (laughs) She's spoiled. She gets her will. She has has no problem with that. I thought they were going to the pleasure moon. But but anyway, she decides, yeah, yeah, she's going to... As if Dalton's not going to see through exactly what's going on. Yes. So, all right. So... Um, yeah, so they land on, which is which is essentially Dagobah, planet uh, yeah, Aborea yeah. slash Dagobah. And from a wide shot, it's really quite a small <laughs> yeah, asteroid it's, it's half a moon, actually. It's, it's like a little this, tiny thing with some trees on the top. Well, they're bowl. all, every, every, every world is a floating city. Is it? Yeah. They're all like shattered They're all parts shattered parts of, of other planets uh, and yeah, floating yeah. through in this imperial vortex thing. Yeah, and it's, right. it's um, they walk in on or at least stand off to the side while a some kind of ceremony is taking place with the oh, the coming of age but also coming just, of age just, ceremony just, just which we need to see because we need to see the threat yes. to Flash's life uh, later on so you on. know the guy's gonna die yeah, so I was absolutely. watching it with my 12 year old I said this guy you, how do yeah. you know that this guy's gonna die yeah. you know it's so obvious right from the start. It has to be. It's yeah. scripted. Absolutely. All right. So explain that to us. So they well, it's a big stump. It's a hollowed out stump with some kind of uh, scorpion type uh, death creature inside the stump. Yep. And on the outside is a whole bunch of um, holes that you can put your hand into. Mm-hmm. And the idea being that you never know where that creature is hiding in the stump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the it's it's for courage. It's to show your courage. And you put your hand in there and if yes. you survive then you have made, you have passed the, it's the passage of manhood. But if you get hit um, yep. it's certain death and you need to have, be put out of your misery uh, by this, put to the sword by the prince. Yeah. So what actually happens is our young dude who's going to try and do this sticks his hand in the wrong hole and he gets bit by the scorpion tree monster Uh, and apparently he's going to go crazy in a few months but uh, decides he'd better much better that Baron just kill me now much better that Baron stab me in the face with a sword right now which Baron proceeds to do and see Flash sees all this Yes. Uh, off to the side, waiting. They And Baron is not aware that they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next story beat is Aura wants Baron to harbour Gordon in Aboria. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're going to put um, Flash. Uh, but Baron doesn't want to do that. He doesn't really like that idea, yeah. right? <clears throat> and he's going to put him in a cage in the swamp. Yeah. Uh, and Flash asks him, you know, let's team up. Let's be a team. Let's fight together. And uh, Baron's not having 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 any of it. And because of petty jealousy, essentially. Yeah, because he already saw Flash yeah. fight. He should know that he should team up with him. Yeah, but he doesn't but because he doesn't. It's, it's jealousy. Yes. You reckon it's jealousy? Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> All right. He's, he's been made to look a fool by his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he's got a... A uh, little right-hand man who you recognise by his voice immediately. And that's yes. uh, um, Richard O'Brien. Yes, Richard O'Brien. Yep. I um, was very de- delighted to see, even though he had only a very short uh, part in this film. Mm. Um, and he's from uh, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture yep. Show. He, he wrote. He comes up with a plan. Wrote. He wrote the Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't. He's, he's didn't riffraff. Know. He plays. Yeah, yeah, riffraff. Riffraff. Yeah. riffraff yeah. But he, he, he's the composer. Um, he comes up with a plan. Yes, and I never quite understood what this plan was well, exactly. Well, they had to... Um, we couldn't be caught killing 
it, it, it would end badly if we kill Flash. Right. But if, um, if something was to happen to Flash uh. while he was trying to... While he was out in the forest somewhere. Yeah. Who could know? Yeah, yeah what's going to happen? All right. Yes, that's right. So, but there's another, another, another bit that we've got to, um, we've got to uh, attend to before that happens, and that is that um, Zarkov is escaping on a jet bike. Yes, with Dale Arden in tow. That's right. And it turns out that the gigantic la- mega laser ray, on even set to six. Yep. Had no effect and whatsoever. One, one has to wonder, it was because it was set to six, it didn't work. If if she had it done what she was told, <laughs> yes. put it on a low. Set it to human three, not to, <laughs> not to ineffectual yeah, six. She bruised the eggs and they needed to be <laughs> lightly mixed. Yes, that's right. She went too hard. Anyway, so yes, he he was... And he did it, his, <clears throat> his theory was he did it, um, he blocked them out by thinking... Random thoughts, he thinking things, the Beatles, and Einstein, and, and yes. mathematical formulae, <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> they couldn't break me. <laughs> yes. And some of the acting in those moments is just fantastic. <laughs> Second to none. Um, okay, so what happens to them? They're flying away from the castle, and then they get picked up. They get picked up by the Hawkman. Hawkman. Yes. Okay. Um, Okay, so then they go, they get taken back to the Hawkman City, yep. which is a flying Disney Fl- floating castle. Floating palace, yes. And yes. um, what is it called? Hawk is it City? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Does it have a name? I don't know. Oh, probably, yeah, of course. probably has a name. Yeah. Is it Phrygia or something? Or no, Phrygia is elsewhere. Floating... Yeah. So they get taken back to his city. Bespin. Yeah. Bespin. Yes, yeah. it's Bespin. It is Bespin. Everything's Star Wars, man, I tell you. <laughs> All right, yes, it's... Floating city in a fucking big cloud. Cloud city? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cloud city. All right, so they want um, Brian Blessed and the Hawkman to betray Ming. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, because, you know, the Hawkman don't like Ming, right? Because they're under his merciless rule. Do you know what? Um, what is Brian Blessed's response to that? He needs more time. He needs more time. That's right. They don't have enough weapons. Yeah. And um, instead, he's going to turn Zarkov and Dale Arden back to Ming. To stay in his good graces. To yes. Not, not be suspicious. So they can get closer and stab him in the yeah. back later. Yeah. All right. So that's their plan. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, they then get a message from Aboria that... Gordon's alive. <laughs> Gordon's alive. <laughs> Which is one of the best lines. So, anyway, um, so then we have um, Tree Trunk Part 2. Mm-hmm. So, they, they, this is their cunning plan. Back on Aboria, Prince Baron s- sort of lets Gordon escape from the, from the cage, from the cage in the swamp. And then. If he happens to walk past the ceremonial place, then he'll get in trouble and then he can legally make him do something yep. that'll result in him dying. Absolutely. So that's the plan. Yep. So he gets led there by Riffraff. Led there by Riffraff. All right. So then when when they, they, they... What happens next? They have this kind of a showdown between Baron and Flash. Yeah, they sort of strut around the tree yeah, and take right. turns with a um, Russian roulette. New. Okay, so then they have to do the Russian roulette. Yeah. And it's, so called, it's called Sky City. It's called Sky City. Oh, there you go. The Cloud City. <laughs> <laughs> so when George Lucas did his second film, he said, Sky City is taken. Ah, 
What can I do next? <laughs> What's next I've, in line? I've got a genius idea. Yeah, we'll call it Cloud City. All right. So, what happens in the in the trunk hand putting in scorpion danger ceremony is that well, two things happen. First of all, the Baron cheats. Mm. Well, no, no, no. Let's Before we even get there, yeah, the Baron says. I'm brave. I think this is what he says. I'm brave and you're a wuss, yeah. Flash. And Flash yeah. says, I'm no wuss. Yeah. And then Baron says, I'll show you how stupidly brave I am. I'm going to do something ridiculously dangerous and put my hand in this trunk where I might die. <laughs> so he puts his hand in the trunk and he doesn't die. Yeah. But Flash goes first. No, it's not Flash. No, no, it's, no, it's Baron, no, no. It's Baron, Baron goes first. Goes first. Oh, right. Flash goes second. Wait. Baron goes third, Flash goes fourth, and then Baron says, go again. That's right. However, if you were Flash Gordon and Baron put his hand in the trunk and came out and says, ha ha, I live, your turn, mm. what would be the next best move? Put your hand in the same hole. <laughs> yes, put your hand in exactly the same <laughs> hole. And go, ha ha. <laughs> and then Baron yeah, yeah. would have to go and put his hand in another in hole. In a new hole. Yeah. And then you would put your hand in the same hole. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because no one spilt the rules out at the start either. <laughs> so anyway, people are putting their hands in all types of holes. Yep. And um, But fa- fortunately, Flash has a... Not as elegant as my plan, but he has another plan. Yep. And that is that he basically pretends. He's going to fake it. He's going to fake it. Yep. Oh, I've been stabbed by the monster. Yep. And An intense, uh, uh, intense acting moment. Yes. And then, um, and then, um, end it. Yes, end it. End it now. Kill me now. And then Baron draws out his sword and <laughs> Just, somehow. No, no. You got to you got to pay homage to how he de-swords the oh, Baron. Okay. Because in mid move. Okay. He says, "Fooled you, Baron." <laughs> In during the actual move, he says, "Fooled you," and takes the sword off him. Then throws the sword <laughs> yes. over the edge of the uh, the platform that they're on and swings off on a vine. <laughs> yeah, jumps off. Take the sword. <laughs> How do you know you're not going to need that sword, you idiot? <laughs> so now he's uh, wa- 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 walking aimlessly through the uh, the. The forest of Arborea, which is a dangerous place. That's right. Mm. So he falls instantly into a quicksand swamp. Yeah, well, it's a swamp monster, crabby thing. And a swamp. No, he falls oh, into no, the quicksand, quicksand first. Quicksand first. Gets out of the quicksand. Out of, it. Crawls out, out of the frying pan into another swamp monster that kind right. of eats him. That's right. And he's saved by Baron at the last moment mm. by the Hawkman. No, no, no. He's saved by Baron. No. No, no, no. He is. He's saved Baron by Baron. Has a, has a little, little arrow shooting thing. There's a beam and goes. That's right. Deflates yeah, yeah, yeah. the monster. He actually has a crossbow that shoots laser yeah. beams. That's right. Have yeah. I ever seen that anywhere in another movie? <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> um, and then Baron's crossbow laser beam gun um, gets shot out of his hand by the, the Hawkman. Right. So he just so happened to be there. Yes, but remember that they'd, they'd been in contact before, yeah. right, with Zarkov, yep. and they, they came and collected him. All right, so they all get... Um, why? I don't know why. They wanted to put Zarkov and Dale back to back to Ming. That's what right. What convinced them to do otherwise? To go and collect Flash. Because then they have the fight on the, on the spinny carousel. Yeah. So what's the plan that the Hawkman 
follow at the moment? I don't know I what their, only, what's their motivation. I think it was to go, to fall to get into the good graces with Ming. I think it's to get closer so to we Ming. So got these two guys. They want to hand over. And we'll go over to they don't know flashes with Baron. Uh, unless Dale told oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. Dale might have told them. Um and it's the Baron. So now we've got the Hawkmen have taken Flash and Baron back to Sky City. Yes. At which point um, Baron so, invokes a law of combat, yeah. uh, a right of combat. Right. So he's still pissed at Flash. Any prince of Ming yes. can, can uh, fight the fate to the be death. decided in combat. Something like to that. To the death. Yes. So he, so he just so happens that we've got a platform exactly made <coughs> for that. Yes. With full remote control. Yes. Um, just before we get to that, though, remember Dale and Zarkov are on the the flying Cloud City Disney rocket ship mm-hmm. because there's an important thing that happens before because as soon as Dale and, and Flash see each other, they hug each other and then what do, what happens then? They say, you know, they, they say, you know, Dale says, oh, I've, you know... Haven't seen you in ages. And then Flash says something like, yes, and I hope our children will see us as well. Ah, that's right. It was a wedding proposal. They get married. (laughs) Instantly they get married. Yes. He says, yes, will our children, blah, blah, blah. And she says, yes, yes. Yes. We will have children. Yes, we will. (laughs) Now fight to the death. Yes, now we'll fight to the death. (laughs) All right, so then there's going to be a fight to the death. Now, there's going to fight to the death is going to happen on a disc-shaped object which, um, which uh, tilts tilts and it's got spikes that come up out of it so it's basically Tron with spikes it's, it's really and whips and whips That's they're going to whip each other to death whips the only weapons they have to use is whips <laughs> yes um, and the platform itself is probably the most deadly thing that they're yes and um, and uh, King of the Hawkmen Vul- Vulcan or has whatever his name is Voltrun or whatever yeah. has the remote control for yeah. the for the spikes and has great great joy in using it yes uh, <laughs> King Voltan Voltan yes now uh, there's another great uh, great line is whilst they're whipping each other to death you know Dale yells out in the middle of the fight Flash I love you <laughs> that's right but we only have 14 hours to, to save, save the earth, earth. <laughs> and like, Which I think is in a Queen song from the, yeah, from the album. Yeah. It's one of the best lines. But I mean, I, if I would be Flash, I'd just like turn to her and I'm like, fuck, I'm yeah. busy. busy. I'm busy here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stop horsing around this yep. planet. So, so during the fight, um, the Baron slips off the edge of the of the platform. Almost off the edge. And He's holding on by the skin of his teeth. And Flash saves him. And flash Instead of um, um, <laughs> kicking him down, kicking yes. him off, which would have had him sort of fall to his death. I think there's a line from Zarkov for saying, um, "Oh no, it's when Ming turns up and they they let's make parachutes out of this. <laughs> oh, the terminal velocity is. No, we'll be dead before you know before we hit the planet. We'll be dead." There's another thing is that they have no concept of teamwork on the planet, on the in Ming's vo- imperial vortex. Yeah. It's like. Yes, let's join together and teamwork. What's this Earth teamwork you talk of? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's where we all work together. It's like, whoa, this is a strange concept I've never heard of before. <laughs> so anyway, they shake hands and they become... 
best besties, BFFs, yeah. and they're now best friends. Um, yeah. So Baron's on board now. He's on Team Flash. He is on Team Flash, but um, they've been followed. Mm. All right, they've been followed by um, Cletus. Cletus the robot. Yeah. And um, Cletus sends down one of his like shuttles with yep. Cletus on it, and yep. Cletus jumps off. Yep. And then what happens? Well, he gives a great speech first. He he meets his demise, obviously, um, which will fairly we'll, quickly too. Yeah, yeah. But he gives a great little speech where he's dishing out punishment to yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'll be reprogrammed. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's yeah. just every phrase of every line he delivers is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, the Baron punches him in the gut. <laughs> yes. Pushes him at flat. Calls out Flash. <laughs> turns him around. Flash crash tackles him out onto the spiky platform. Yep. And uh, at which point he falls onto spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a really gory scene of eyeballs and tongues coming out of his. Uh, um, yeah. His metal uh, mask. Metal mask. And then he melts. He melts. Yes. yes. Which I think that's... All the bad guys seem to melt in the yeah. film. Yes. They're only held together by evil. Yes, pure <laughs> evil. Oozing out then. Ming's evils holding yes, and when together. you pop them, it all leaks out. So the um, then the shit hits a fan because... Um, but my question Voltan, is, why does Cletus turn up on that thing with no army? No backup. Cocky. <laughs> Cocky. It's it's um he's, he's complacent. Yeah, he's, he's complacent. complacent. Yeah, yeah. He's just like because they're not used to working together. Like they're not. Used oh, that's to, right. Nobody understands teamwork. They're all it's pledge like, allegiance to yes, me. Yes, yes. They've had teamwork sucked out of their brains yeah, by that laser, no probably. Yeah. All right. So then, what what, what happens next? Well, Voltan's pissed because you brought this. You brought war. That's right. And destruction right. to my to my world to my palace. And he still hasn't got the teamwork. He's not on board yet. No, he hasn't got the teamwork. The yeah. Earth teamwork. And so um, the Doctor and um, oh no, Ming turns up. That's right. Ming turns up. The Doctor, Dale, and Flash are left on the planet oh, on the on the thing, and only, ba- no, no, and no, no, Baron. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Only, only. The the Hawkmen fly off. And they're going back to planet Arborea. Back well, to the elf Ming's going to turn up. Um, Ming turns up in his shuttle. Yes. Right? The, the doctor waves That's where they're Ming, trying to do... Right? That's where they're trying to... Yes, that's where they're trying to do the parachute. They think they can parachute off the island. Yeah, yeah. The space. yeah. And, and Ming turns up, right? That's right. And, and uh, Ming comes down on the shuttle, but while he's coming down on the shuttle, he's already given orders to say, take the girl, take the doctor and the baron... Yes. ...into custody... Yep. And I'll go down on my uh, launch and I'll talk to Flash. Talk to Flash. Now. And he tries to win him over. He tries to tries to sell uh, Flash on Team Ming. This is a um, pretty important part of the story and I, I really like that they put that in here, yeah. in the story, because this is the seduction, right? Yeah. You know, on the journey of the hero, yeah. this is where the uh, the bad guys have stopped trying to kill the good guy. They're just going to pay him off yeah. now, yeah. you know? I don't know if it's handled perfectly, but but you know I would have liked to have seen Flash already get some of those those goodies and have all these princesses and grapes and all sorts of different things, and then change his mind. Yep. But Ming says, you know, you try to resist me. I like your style. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. Yes, I can give you a world. Uh, yes, you can rule an entire world. And I think he's talking about Earth, isn't he? At the time, he's oh, yeah, he might yeah, be. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, mm. um, you can save your people. Yes. At which point he says, no, no, the one, I'm just care about her, right? I don't care about the four billion people <laughs> on earth that I could have saved. <laughs> well, I like to think of a, in the song, he's going to save every one of us. Yeah. So he, anyway, he says no. Yep. All right. So that means he's going to get left on Cloud City. 
and they're going to laser beam it to death to and he'll yep. be dead as a yep. can of spam. Which they pr- proceed to do. They, they can't start launching uh, uh, a big sortie into the city. Yep. And Flash happens to fall off the edge of a little platform. Falls through the floor onto a rocket bike. Swings yeah. into a <laughs> hole in the, in, in the side of a wall onto a rocket bike. Which must be the only, because Hawkmen don't need those. Exactly. So there must be that, that one hawk rocket bike that I have for yep. special visitors. Yep. This is the big the, the big thing on the internet is, why do ro- why do the Hawkmen have rocket bikes? <laughs> why? Why? Absolutely. Well, they did have, if you noticed early on, they had a lot of slaves. Yeah. And so maybe the slaves needed a rocket bike and, to go and get the milk. And, and, <laughs> and a platform fighting area where the death is by falling off the edge is not really deadly for yeah. Hawkman. So this yeah. must be an accusation thing they have yeah. specifically for those landlubbers. Yeah. And so anyone who sort of <clears throat> fell off that thing and died must have come to Cloud City yeah. somehow. Yeah. Probably the, the, the car of some guy who and, never and made it off the city. Flash found the rocket bike, worked out how to fly it in record time and escaped unbeknownst to the Doctor and Dale who saw the city explode. Yep. From Ming's uh, ship, so Ming's taken them back, and Ming's going to marry Dale. He's decided to marry Dale yeah. because everybody loves marriages for some reason. And yep. whilst he's Ming the merciless, he's yep. not he's not Ming the adulterer. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah, let's just keep it real. Yep. So he's going to marry her, and they're going to execute the other guys. Yep. Um, Zarkov and Baron. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, what happens to um, Flash? Flash He's flying around is flying in the around. The Hawkman are moping down the on Hawkman Arboria. Moping, that's right. <clears throat> Dejected. Yep. Yeah. And um, Voltan is pretty at a low point because yep. he's he's let Flash. He doesn't like the decisions. He's you know he's made decisions in his life. Yep. And he's not not too happy with them. Yeah. And then we have a communication come across the the, the wrist communicator <laughs> that everybody somehow, has. So so Flash has worked out how to fly the cycle and. Work the radio really quickly. Yep, and sends out a message to Voltar. Yes, and reminder of this 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 Earth team up teamwork thing that they yeah that they have. And um, what's Brian Blessed's line? Thank you for giving an old bird a second chance. <laughs> So he's on board Team Flash. <laughs> so he's now on board Team Flash, and they all fly up into the sky and they hide in a cloud. Yeah, without a real. Plan. Oh no, they did have a plan. They were going to send Flash in in his sky bike and uh, and draw the attention. That's and right. Draw out the the ship, the the uh, enemy cruiser. Uh, was it? That's it on the screen. There. Warship Ajax. No, that's not. Well, it might be Warship Ajax. I don't know. It's another famous line from a Queen song. Is send that rocket Ajax to bring back his body. That's yes, it. that's coming up actually. That's it. So that's that's space rocket Ajax there. Yep. And um, and so we've got this standoff where the cloud in between Rocket Ajax and the Hawkmen, mm-hmm. and the first thing they do because that's where Flash went in through the cloud. Uh-huh. So they energize the cloud. They uh, and they I like that. Shoot I electricity. That was a, that the was a good plan. It shows that they aren't stupid. And they, they like <laughs> and they had some sort of net ready to catch <laughs> yeah, him. That's right. They actually had the net. Yeah, yeah. The the laser nets. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he doesn't fall out, so they have to go in. Yeah, that's right. And there's a thousand hawkmen inside. That's right. That's, right. Okay. that's the custard decision right there is we're going in, <laughs> not knowing that you've got a whole lot of uh, hawks on the other side. And that's why I liked at least they tried to zap the cloud with yeah. electricity before they went in. Yep. So I was thinking, you know, all right, they're at least thinking. Yep. Right. So what happens? There's going to be a big... Big battle. A big battle. Yep. And, and this is where we split off again and we have two concurrent stories going on because we've got um, Dale um, getting... Well, three. Dale getting married. So she's going started The ceremony is starting. Yep. Um, you've got Baron and uh, the Doctor being rescued by the Princess... Ming's daughter. That's right. They're in the they're in the dungeon, and and when and the line is Baron says, "What's his line?" That we come in mid communication, mid sentence between Baron and Zarkov, and they've obviously been talking. And Baron's line is, "So tell me more about this Houdini guy." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and someone's already sprayed on the wall of the dungeon. Long live Flash, or, or Flash <laughs> yeah. Forever, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yes, they're and being or, rescued. Aura comes in. Yes, Princess Aura, and she's previously been chatting with Dale, and they had a bit of a pillow fight. That's right. And then they turned out that they were friends as yeah. well, and yeah. so they. Teamed this is after up. she'd been. Um, oh yeah, we totally skipped that. that she'd that been. Um, uh, fault. Uh, she'd been whipped. Clytus yeah. had uh, administered the boar worms. Oh, no, and the boar worms. All right, she got the whips and the boar worms. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and we never really know what the boar worms do, but they don't sound good. If you're in, if you're in a. Uh, 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 um, a situation where you're being interrogated and someone asks to bring in the ball worms, you know you're, pretty, you're, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> um, so yes, and this was all under the uh, under the approval of father of Ming. That's as right. Well. Yes. Um, so she comes in. It's another princess with a laser gun. Yep. Nothing I like more than a princess with a laser gun. <laughs> yep. And uh, she rescues them. Yep. Um, now things start moving pretty fast. Very quick. They got to shut down. Well. The, the the warship Ajax goes through the cloud and a battle ensues. Right, right? and eventually the, the the Hawkmen land all over the bat the the thing and yep. the the guys like on a pirate ship are shooting yep. out the windows. The gold robots of the bad they, guys. They take the, the ship. Ming bots. Yeah, and they take the ship. They take the ship over, but it's kind of a bit fucked up. It's pretty heavily damaged. Yep. Um, so they're going to fly it in. They're going to they're going to jump ship at the last minute. They're going to use the ship to blast the shield to um, to punch their way through the shield and then they fly through after but mid mid heroic flight Flash says get off get off I'm going to have to fly it in you know I've got to fly it in because the automatic pilot's broken broken and yeah yeah. so he's going to have to yeah do a suicide fly so it's heading in and Doc and Baron decide that the best hope that Flash has is if we could shut the shield down. Mm. So they go then to try to uh, shut the shield down. By taking off the laser glasses. shield. Yeah, to take off the... Take off the glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The internet glasses on the uh, yeah. on yeah. the virtual reality people who are running the internet. And then, of course, when you... It, it's, it's a bit like in Blake 7. If you, like, smash a monitor... The internet blows up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so if you pull the goggles off these guys... There's the same scene in, in The Last Starfighter, right at the end there, when um, it, there were all these guys at monitors with these goggle things, and when the power... The, he goes, flies underneath and takes out this thing on the bottom of the ship, and once that takes out, then they all die and smokes and their glasses <laughs> explode and they smoke comes out. Um, yeah, that's all you've got to do. All right, so Gordon's going in on his suicide run. Um... Flying very slowly, 
Yeah. That was the slowest attack run. Though, that well, was it's the music had to fit right, so they yeah. they fitted they, they had to fit the action to the music, and they had way more bars that, that you know. There's a, there's a certain <laughs> certain level of disbelief that I can suspend when when stormtroopers don't hit anyone. Yeah. But here the guys are blasting this their their, their laser beams at right angles to the ship. Yeah. The ship is coming. <laughs> They're building up tension, man. <laughs> it's amazing. It was a right. laser shield, and meanwhile the, the ceremony's going on as well. And uh, that's right. The wedding to stop the, the coolest panic, wedding march ever. The yes, agent guitars. Uh, Carla, is it that, that, that's her name? Um, General Carla. General Carla. I think it is. Um, announces that uh, to celebrate the. Yes. Uh, she doesn't want to disturb the, the wedding. Yeah. We are. Uh, Turning on all Turning of the, on laser, the, the laser flashy lights and stuff. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a light show. So don't panic. And so, yes, the wedding vows are good. The wedding vows are classic. They're awesome. <laughs> yes. Do you take Dale Arden to have and hold at least as long as you grow <laughs> yes. tired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you grow tired? And then he says, and promise not to disintegrate her. And he looks at her and says, what? And he says, unless, unless, unless you need to yeah. or get tired of her or something. He's riffing. <laughs> Because apparently the ceremony means something. Like the all-powerful Mingu can just freeze you and, well, you know, like I said, with his he's, he's not an adulterer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some model. draw the line the somewhere. <laughs> plays by them. And uh, so uh, Flash is on his way in and yes. he's heading straight for the ceremony. That's right. And he gets back and forth and Flash and gets, and gets closer and there. And people see it and the laser shield goes down and Flash fires his guns to break the window and then... Ming turns to run at the last possible <laughs> second after 15 minutes of this ship yeah. slowly flying towards us. Yeah. And he gets stabbed by a rocket. The rocket just happens to have a really long pointy yeah. stick thing on the front of it and yeah. it finds Ming. Oh, and that's badass. It is badass. It is badass. It is and almost it as badass as getting hit by a Death Star laser between yeah. the eyes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Krennic. Um, the... The, the scene where he slides off the pike, spiky stick and leaves the green blood on the stick is... Now, um, that's icky. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very memorable and very icky. Mm. And he tries, he tries desperately in the throes of death to um, stop uh, Flash, who picks up a sword and wants well, to Well, there's, there, there's a confrontation, right? Mm. He says, Ming, you're finished. And he's like... Tries to rush at him with the sword and yeah. he points the ring at him. Uh, yeah. But the ring is But his power is power. fading, yeah. yeah. But what what actually happens at the end of the demise of Ming? Well, well he disappears, and then the, how does he disappear? I think he turns just, into dust. Yeah. Why does he turn into dust? Yeah, I don't know. Because of evil. Because of his own damn ring. Ah, really? For some reason, his telly fiddler ring points at his own head, ah. and he and makes himself disappear. And then he's nothing but his ring is, is and just left. his ring ding, 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 yeah. left on the thing. Was that a teleport? Was that a ruse by Ming uh, to teleport himself I so. somewhere? I think so. safety. I think you can't kill Ming because he has to come back in the yeah in the sequel. Sequel. He's a thousand years old at least because he's said, said so. So yep. he must have a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, and, and I think all of the actors. Sleeves. All of the He's actors were signed on for multiple films. That's right. It was a multi-film deal. And the end, at the end, has a question mark after mm. it. Well, it's the same with You Hawk. see the hand. Hawk the Slayer ended the same way, didn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 Cliffhanger. <laughs> um, you see a hand come in and pick the ring up right at the very That's end. That's right, at the very end. Yeah. With velvet black gloves. Mm. So we're at the end. Mm. How did it wrap up? 
this is there's a double wrap up. There's the first one is uh, the director couldn't work out how to end the scene. Yes. So um, Flash, the actor Sam Jones, Jones, his name is, um, um, jumped up in the air and did a victorious leap. Yeah. And then freeze framed on that sort of thing. (laughs) And then that couldn't be the end because well that's the that's the end, but we needed the conclusion. That's right. And the conclusion was the scene on the stairs where um, the Baron was going to take over the um, kingdom. Yes. And, and rule marry, with marry the, the, princess? the princess. Yes, Princess Aurora. Aurora. Um, and Flash was offered great rewards and riches and he said, no. Or I think it's her that has the line said, no, I'm a New York City girl. This, this is a little boring around here for me. Mm. Um, so they, they had decided to go back to Earth. So, Earth was on a cataclysmic death spiral because yeah. the moon was raking. The moon, the moon was, yes. What stopped that? Ming, dead. Ming, dead. Everything back well, to Well, it was connected to Ming. It's a bit like the internet. When you punch the screen, the internet yep. stops. Or yep. when you yep. disappear, Ming. It was all coming from the ring of power. Yep. Uh, it was reset. Always- <laughs> Big reset button. <laughs> Automatic. Game over. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's it. Game over. Yeah. Um, bring up the Queen music roll credits. Yep. Because when the hero saves the world, it's all going to be back to normal. There's no new state. Of That's the, true. It's back to normal. Um, so, yeah, a bit like a, like the Simpsons. It always ends up back where you started. Nothing the, ever changes. Uh, Do you ever read uh, the Tick comic books? Mm, yes. Yes. I saw and the old series. And I... I, I, I read the books but I didn't start on uh, at the start I read some in the in, in between and the moon in the tick comic books always has CHA written on it and never got why it says cha on the moon but that's this I love that kind of continuity there's an old yeah. story where Chairface yeah. Chippendale wants to write his name on the moon yeah. gets interrupted and only gets as far as cha <laughs> and then for the rest of the entire series it's just cha on the yes. moon Cool. And I remember that as well. I thought that was just genius. I always used to, yeah, used to love that. Used to giggle at that. All right, so that's it. That's Flash Gordon. Yep. Um, where to next? Um, we might as well mention what we're going to have a look at next in our. Well, what's our, our impressions of it? Well, for me, it's a, um, it's a rental. Um, out of our sliding scale of rent by. Rent or buy or set fire to. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worthy of being set of, of set fire to because there's some really cool performances in it. Mm. Um, there is not a lot of films like this. Mm. No. There's just not a lot of films like this. It's a real celebration of that of the early. I mean, the outfits are identical to to what Ming was getting around in. I mean, that's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. In, in this film, yeah, they just introduced color to it, mm. um, and so. It was true to the original. Um, it didn't. It wasn't a reboot like we see quite often. Um, and I. So for me, it's um, it, it's it's something to watch, but I probably wouldn't own it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I sit with it. What about you? Yeah, Tom? same, same yeah. here. I own the VHS <laughs> tapes over there. Yeah, that's uh, an own it for me. It's a buy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. IMDb's got it at six point eight, mm. and I'm like, no, no, no. Much better than that. You're mm. talking about Flash Gordon the franchise or this particular film? Even this particular film. Yeah. 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 If you go look at the IMDb, a lot of it seems to be much... People seem to be much more... I don't know, much more impressed with it than the 6.8 that they gave it on that final thing there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a definite buy it. 
So, I mean, it's a, that's a fairly positive reaction <coughs> to it. Um, we don't always have that sort of uh, reaction to sci-fi of that era, mm. early 80s sci-fi. We really went through some problems. Where do we I think, think? I think they were all reeling from from the Star Wars phenomenon and everyone was either mm. trying to get on board and copy it mm. or trying to do something so outrageously different that they couldn't be accused of copying And that's it. definitely what they're going for here. This, it's it's outrageous, right? And it's Euro. Like, this is so Euro, it's not funny. Like, mm. you, it's not American. It's mm. very... Like you said, it's it's just stylistically different to what the Americans mm. were doing. And these spaceships, man. Yeah. I want to see a, a modern movie with these kind of art deco yeah. kind of designs. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, those type of things. They're it's starting to get, get close yeah. to that type of thing. Terrible visual effects in this. Like the matte lines, the green yeah. screening, yeah. Um, yeah. the lighting, the, the superimposition over any sort of background was terrible. <laughs> yeah. The physical stuff was pretty good. The props and the, the set pieces and things like that wasn't the, too bad. With old filmmaking, you spend all the money and when the money runs out yeah that's where he says that's and, and and post-production suffers from that yeah because all the props they were they're built at the at the start all yeah. the sets did you ever used to watch the goodies yeah 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 all the time the best goodies shows were the last of the series okay when they'd run out of money for special effects and it was just the three goodies yeah in a set in one room in one room yeah going crazy annoying each other yeah for half an hour yeah, yeah. Good writing is what makes it different. So, just wrap up the um, the complexity of the narrative. Mm. Where does it fall on the 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 complex mm. the complexometer? It's it's 60 percent complex. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more complex than not complex. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. In the, definitely in the, towards the complex. It's not on the simple end. I got range. Forbidden Planet down as at the sort of. Close to the minimum yeah. in complexity. The yeah. fairly straight, we're just going to tell you a story. There's a monster. Yep. It's gonna, we're going to find the monster. We'll kill the monster. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's getting up there. If, if they stuck in the shark, man, we'd be like, ah, oh, fucking hell, there's a bit too much going on here. There was a lot of exposition in it. Um, and that's where you give up. If yeah. there's too much, like in Bakaru Banzai, if yeah. it's too complicated, you stop caring either as yeah. well. Yeah, you don't want to try and figure it out even. Yeah, battle beyond the stars. Oh, I'm convinced that Bakuri Banzai is um, an example of complexity being used as as comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like they were literally throwing a lot of that shit in there to just to get more laughs. It wasn't required. It didn't. Like I don't it didn't know. I don't know story. if. I don't know if that's um, a deliberate, calculated move. Yeah. Or a serendipitous. Yeah. Accident of people being a bit <laughs> drug fueled. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to mention something that I saw the other day that I'm pretty excited about. The you know the all time worst film um, in history that they rate. You know the guy with the long black hair. Um, he he's he not of, Battlefield Earth or something. No, no, he got a he got a. Um, I'll have to dig it out for you. He got a. Um, a crew together he got money together and he got a crew together and tried to shoot this film and he was the world's worst actor um oh yeah um he it, it it's rated as the all-time worst film ever ever made and, and it's now com comedic because it's so mm. so really really bad mm. um they're making the, the the i saw a trailer the other day they're made of they're making a movie of that film being made. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it looks hilarious. I've got to show you this. Through the week, I'll show you through the week and I'll, I'll have something for the next show. Um, now, 
the next show we're going to have a look at yes <laughs> um, Zardoz, uh, which I'd never heard of before until Neither. until you guys. Uh, who was it that initially brought it up? I don't know. Somebody could have been Rick. Yeah. Um, and it's quite literally Sean Connery running around for the entirety of a film in a red loincloth. Um, and a six shooter. And yeah. a six shooter. And in some instances, uh, thigh high hooker boots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's sort of fantasy, sort of sci fi, uh, weirdness, late 70s, I'd say, early 80s. We're going to have a look at that next time. I'm going to go in cold. I'm not going to look at any reviews. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm going to watch I've it already pure. Sport, sport, uh, um, I've looked at the trailer. Oh, right. I'm not going to watch anything. I'm Don't look watch at the trailer. <laughs> so you both have not, not seen that? No, I've no, never seen know it. it. Have you, had you seen I it? Yeah, even, I've seen it a couple of times. I didn't even know it existed. Rick, Rick's on board uh, very early on. He said, make sure that I don't miss out on these Zardoz show. <coughs> so that's Flash Gordon. Cool. Uh, that's, uh, that's another show. Um, as always, a pleasure to have you on board, Tom. Anything exciting coming up in the near future for you? <sighs> Zardoz. How was your, how was your uh, <laughs> astrological meeting? Is there anything exciting happening in the skies that we should know about? Um, the, they, they have a nice target for the... Uh, New Horizon space probe, which was interesting. They um, so that that flew past Pluto two years ago, and they wanted they have lots of petrol left. They wanted to fly it to another transneptunian object, and they put the big call out there to all the citizen science scientists: find us, find us this thing. You know, I have all these um, photos of the digital Sloan digital sky survey. Check through the photos, see if you can find us something too. Anyway, they found some object that they want to fly the space probe to. And then they said, well, we need to get the accurate course. So we have to exactly find its position. They calculated when it would occult a star. And last week, last Monday, the um, the occultation happened. So this is where this, this transneptunian object blinks over a star. Essentially, it casts a shadow onto the Earth. Oh, yeah, now, if yeah, you can yeah, time yeah. that, if you can stand on the Earth and look at the star, and then you see when it blinks away, and when it blinks back again, you can time, you know exactly the diameter, you can, can very accurately determine the position of that object. Wow. So we needed people... Um, down in, in Patagonia, South America, to actually observe this occultation. And NASA bought, uh, I think, 60 telescopes and then invited about 100, several hundred amateur astronomers saying, hey, take our, take our telescopes, go to the South America and observe the thing, do the timing. And they, they blocked down a road, a bit of, of a highway they blocked, up, uh, blocked off so there was no car headlights. And they even parked big trucks uh, on the road to give windshield to the to the telescope observers right. so they could get the best viewing conditions down there where it's very dry and uh, so that was that was very interesting uh thing so that no just clouds. Last year. no no it worked out pretty well and they <laughs> should be spewing uh, if they were so cloudy right? <laughs> there's a lot of expense a lot of expense went into that oh there's some horrible stories about transit of venuses with 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 people um yeah. having a really hard time because transit of venus is one of those other things that astronomers have always tried to get really mm. to observe because it gives you lets you actually calculate the distance mm. um between the earth and the sun and they wanted to know you know how far are we away and there's one and and of course it like an, any astronomical thing you need to have good weather and uh, the weather is fickle mistress mm. so and you have to be in order to to, to observe the transit you know they they send us people all over the world you know Captain Cook, Australia was was you know he was meant to go to Tahiti and observe the transit, and then afterwards was told to discover Australia, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he you know he was sent down there. Other people were sent all over the planet. People went to Siberia and got killed by the Mongols up there. Never never got to the where they were supposed to be. Yeah. 
And the, the saddest story is this guy who went to India and uh, he was on the boat to India, went to the harbor, and then he wasn't allowed to disembark because a war had broken out between England and whatever. And so he had to be on the boat when the transit happened and the boat moves so he couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And transits always happen in eight year into So there's, when the first one happens, the next one happens eight years later. Mm-hmm. And then there's a hundred year pause. But then there's always one and then the next one is eight years afterwards. Okay. So he was already in India. and This is the, I don't know, 17th, 1700s. So there's no point going back to England if eight years later you're going to be back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, well, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay in India. He built an observatory mm. on land. He had everything in place. Eight years later, cloudy. Cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie. That's a movie right there. Crazy. And Dan, what about you, mate? Anything exciting coming up? Nothing as exciting as all of that. Yeah. No, Zados is the next exciting thing in my life. Very good. That's it for another show. Until next time, it's bye for me. See ya. Auf Wiedersehen.